Hi. Hello. Welcome. I like yelled that high. Have you heard the good <laughs> news about the Meg 2? No, there's more. They started filming last month in London. Hallelujah. I am double check. They started filming last month. Oh, in, in the Hell UK. Yeah. I'm Sophia. I use they, she pronouns. And I'm Dylan. I use they, them pronouns. Um, um, and, and on this, this podcast, is a Meg fan cast. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Meg fan cast. Um, we only talk about the Meg and no other current news that's happening in the world right now. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else is happening. Only Jason State well, them. Well, this, we are a... First and foremost, we're a Meg podcast, but after that, we are a good news podcast. So uh, we're, we're, we're good focusing news. on the posies today. I think, I think we're a good. Here's how. Here's how I think we should define ourselves. I think we're a good news and resource about bad news yeah. podcast. We're not gonna. T- t- we're not gonna tell you the bad news, but we will tell you how you can affect positive Help. change. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I so- think that's a. Uh, the Meg yeah, because we don't want to talk about the bad news. <laughs> we really, really don't. We um, really, really don't. Yeah. So, um, uh, 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 Jason Statham uh, is going to be in the second Meg movie along with, um, oh, I have, it's, she's not mentioned in the article. This article specifically, uh, Bing Bing Lee is also. Um, I was going to ask. Second is one. is Bing with Bing Lee Cliff Curtis who played Mac? Sophia Kai who oh, played yes. uh, Maying. Oh, and... I was going to ask about um, Maying. Just those are really the only four people I actually care about. And Paige Kennedy um, who played DJ. Oh. I- Actually, I was going to ask about DJ. There's five people I care about. So uh, I am neutral on Ruby Rose. (laughs) Jason Statham, Suyin, Mac, Mei Ying, and DJ are for sure going to be in the Meg 2. Yes. Um, Along with some some, some fun new people who I've never heard of, and I was going to Google them, and then I forgot. But um, (laughs) Sienna Giori... Who's known for being in the Resident Evil Afterlife? Uh, okay. Skylar Samuels, who's known for being in Scream Queens, and Sergio Paris Mancheta, who was in Rambo: Last Blood, are all gonna be in it. The second name is a name I am familiar with, and I. You want to know what's fun about what's the Skylar something? Skylar Samuels. Samuels, I have. I like have a picture in my head of a masculine presenting person, but I could be totally off. Yeah, I just um I uh according to IMDB, Skylar Samuels uses she her pronouns. Okay, never um, mind. I was thinking of a different person. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there is literally anything she was in that I recognize Excuse me. Who that am I, I thinking of then? There's a lot of people in Scream Queens. I didn't watch it. <laughs> That's, I watched. Oh, I didn't watch Scream Queens. I watched the Scream TV show, which is a different thing. 
and I only watched the, the first half of the first season because one of my friends insisted on it in college and I was like hey I don't like the fact that they killed one of the lesbians like in the first episode and my friend was like well it's not really barrier gays and I was like why not and she was like because I said so mm-hmm. this was sure. this was my friend who was like um, we're not friends anymore, but this person was like, <laughs> one time told a trans man that she was too straight to have a crush on him kind of deal. Oh. Um, yeah. And she would always be like, no, I'm like, I I have my finger to the pulse when it comes to gay issues and like barrier gays isn't actually that bad. And I was like, <sighs> and they're like, what, what, what? So you can't kill off any gay characters ever and I was like that's not what you that know, means but that... just have some nuance please that's not what that's not what that is but don't kill off the like only gay character on your TV show immediately I will say like one of the lesbians survived but like it was still like the first person to die was the lesbian in the first episode oh my gosh um, it's like um what show oh my god it's like um I don't know. This is a a shameless plug. If people haven't watched, if people want to spend, I believe it's between six and seven hours watching my, the channel Mike's Mike, he has a recap of Pretty Little Liars that is close to performance like it is a masterpiece pretty little liars um, is the most like unhinged sh- it's not the most the, unhinged the, but like have you watched the recap i have not watched the recap i did watch the first like season and a half again because one of my friends okay. in college was like oh this show's really it, good i like no, the you called song. it unhinged mike's mike the title of his he's got a three-part series and it is titled a an appropriately unhinged recap of pretty little liars i will have it's, to watch this it's just, three parts. Like, Each part is a over an hour and a half long. I just and so, he has a pop art like he had the wall could be like it's amazing. He has a wall of like connections between all of the main characters behind him, and by the end of the last season, it looks like a modern art piece. Or a Incredible. metro map. I and love watching people's I want descent to into it. madness as they discuss media. Because that's how I feel when I discuss media. It's amazing. Um, and But the P- Pretty Little Liars, I brought it up because they love the barrier gaze trope. And I never I, watched Pretty Little Liars. But from this recap that I have now watched, I think I'm verging on my third time watching it. Because it's very good to have in the background. Um, they kill off a lot of gay characters on that I show. That. Um, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Oh, uh, Pretty Little Liars is fucked up. Um, I don't know. I mean, you've seen the recap, but in the first episode, one of the main characters, who's like sixteen, like a high schooler, but meets, she fucks a teacher. She meets some guy in a bar. She tells him that she's an adult and a college student. They have sex. And then the next, a couple days later, he's her English teacher and they just continue their relationship. Yeah. And he, like, the he, show like, finds pushes... out that she's like 16 and freaks out about it. And she's like, no, no, no it's fine. And the like, show he's like, pushes... okay, yeah, sure. I'd heard about this discourse before. And that's but, the like, first bef- episode. Before. 
And the show pushes and continues to push that Arya and Ezra, those are the two characters, are they get married at the end of the show. What the fuck? They they the, end up together. The best like the thing show about is actively liars is the theme song. Like that's yeah. the only good bit. The, the show is slaps, and that's the it. show is actively pushing that these two are like a good relationship and like you should be rooting for them, which is really fucked up. I remember one time in middle Crest school Lord. I was at a slumber party and somebody was trying to summarize the Pretty Little Liars books to everybody. <laughs> and apparently the books are even wilder than the TV show. Um, but like I don't remember I don't remember any of the plot points, but I do remember being like this is the weirdest fucking book series I've ever read. And I was at the time reading a Twilight parody where the main character doesn't end up with the vampire or the werewolf. She ends up with the dragon prince. Oh boy. I mean, the thing is there. So pretty little liars, the vampire diaries, warrior cats, which is a weird one to throw in there. <laughs> I, I acknowledge warrior that. Cats do? No, 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 no. Let me make my point. They're all, wild because they were all under the same umbrella of book series that were written by about like 12 different authors mm. um at one point like the vampire diaries for a while was written by one author and then they didn't like the direction that she was taking it in and so they kicked her off the project Insane. and brought in a new author like if you also if you want to see a two-hour video that recaps all of the vampire diaries. <laughs> Jenny Nicholson has a video on it. I have spent a lot of time just consuming. I really am enjoying long form content about media. I've never consumed in my entire life. I'm God, waiting for that's... somebody to make a 12 hour series of videos about supernatural, which is content I did consume, but like, I really am enjoying... I watched a five hour video. I watched two five hour videos about iCarly. I've watched. I'm going insane. <laughs> have you seen Sarah Zed's Homestuck videos? Because I yes, I have. I have a very. Uh, I have a lot of the thoughts and feelings about Homestuck because I was never a Homestuck. I want to make that abundantly oh clear. Yeah, and unfortunately, you and I everyone never... in my immediate friend group for a period in my life. But you Except were you me. were a year younger, so you weren't like you weren't in the like you weren't hanging out with the the group of people it's... who only talked about Homestuck. That's fair. We like we didn't have high school lunch block yeah. together. It was like did everybody... we ever overlap in at no, lunch? We never had the same lunch block. That's so upsetting. Yeah. Um everybody in my that's, like, wait, high school is that lunch true? group. I don't think that's true cuz at the radio station I trained you. Oh yeah. So we must have had an overlapping lunch block at least once. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, Everybody in my lunch block was really, really, really into Homestuck to a degree where I was like, I have to read it even if I hate it to just to know what's going on. Disgusting. Um, anyway, shall we shall we news? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. We should. We should news. Um, so my article comes to us today. I was I had I was looking for articles on Wednesday and I don't know if people remember what happened on the 22nd, 23rd, 23rd. but a thing happened. There was actually a lot of things happening on Wednesday. A lot of 
a lot of things happened on Wednesday. So it was really difficult to find Good news, news that wasn't just like, hey, by the way, a thing happened. A bunch of things happened. And you should only be paying attention to those things. Um, but if, I did find, at first I was like, I'm just going to have to have like three rapid fire articles mm. that will just do. Oh, I also want to throw out, um, I don't know if y'all have heard about this. But there have been a lot of news sources that are like, hey, don't put pictures of our articles on TikTok. We hate that. And so we're not going to be reading entire articles. We're going to be summarizing and pulling quotes um, for copyright reasons. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. This is a good thing to mention. Somebody's TikTok got pulled down because they had a screenshot of a New York Times article in the background like is the green screen because they were talking about the thing that the article was about yeah that's wild to me anyway um but yes so this article is from the boston globe um and i found it through the associated press um and honestly it kind of made me I was feeling emotional, so mm. it did make me cry a little bit when I read it because I was like, wow, a good thing happened. <laughs> um, it was published on the 15th. It is by Steve Anner. A main Department of Transportation hard hat was found in a fjord in Norway, thousands of miles away from home. So um, I think I didn't look up how to say his name, but I should have. So. But I think I know enough about how to pronounce Norwegian. I don't. I know nothing about how to pronounce Norwegian names. But I know how Bjork is said. So, you know, <laughs> close enough, right? So Sigbjorn Edie um, was walking along a beach in Norway. And he was picking up trash because Norwegian people are just good citizens. Um, like... I mean, people anyway, pick up trash from the U.S. too. I know, but it just like, I don't know. I just feel like we do it less. Mm. Um, when he he spotted something buried in a bed of seaweed and he was curious. So he pulled it out and untangled it. And it turned out to be a white utility hard hat. And at first he thought it belonged to somebody nearby. Obviously, that's, you know, where you probably go first. And that the person lost it on the job or it fell off of a boat and it ended up here. Uh, But as it turned out, um, in his hands, he, um, as he was, like, turning it over, he spotted an American flag along with a logo that read Maine DOT and had a pine tree on it, which is the Maine Department of Transportation I logo. I really, really, my brain just went, ah, yes, the Maine Department of Trees. <laughs> yep, Maine Trees. Um, now, it could have been from Maine, which is a province in France, which I did not know about. Why would it have an American flag, though? But Exactly, yeah. Um, but it could seemed a long way for a helmet to travel on a tide. Um, but after a brief Google search when he got home later, Edie discovered the wayward helmet actually belonged to the main Department of Transportation, a whole ocean away from France. And 
he was so curious about it that he actually reached out to main dot on social media oh nice and on tuesday the department shared the news about the find with the public wowing readers and leaving them similarly to wonder how a hard hat could have traveled such a long distance they actually tweeted and i'll read the tweet it's really cute um meet our new friend sig sigbjorn he lives in norway the country, not the town in Maine. <laughs> Sigbjorn was on a walk and found a Maine DOT hard hat in a fjord about 3,300 3, miles away from the Maine DOT headquarters. We're not quite sure how this happened, but we're glad we have a new pen pal. And then there's a Norwegian flag emoji and an American flag emoji. And then there's a picture of him of Sigbjorn wearing the hat and he has a green coat like a green fluorescent coat on and basically a picture of where the hat uh, like a a map um a satellite map of where the main DOT headquarters are and then where he found the hard hat and then some pictures of the hat I would not have put this thing on my head. The inside of it is crusty. <laughs> I mean, you don't get all the way from Maine to Norway via ocean without getting crusty. Picking up some crusties. Yeah, it was grody. Um, so in a message to the Globe, mass DOT officials shared their original correspondence with Edie on February 8th. He had told the department that at first he couldn't fathom how a hard hat had arrived from America and ended up in his neck of the woods. Um, USA was unbelievable. When I Googled it, I found your company at once. I was astonished and impressed about the long voyage the small helmet had taken. Um, after washing all the green and brown seaweed away, Edie said the department he sent the department more photos so they could get a better look at it. He also suggested that they should share his discovery with the world. Mm. Not the world, but like with people. Um, so somebody on the department's uh, Facebook page said, someone lost it in the ocean, no doubt. It fell off. It happens. Somebody else said, that's what happens when you don't repair the roads. Those hats fall right through the potholes to Norway. <laughs> Incredible. When someone jokingly suggested that MassDOT should hire Edie to thank him, the department said the hat had already brought him some good luck in that regard. The same day I found your helmet, I got hired as a professional beach cleaner at EcoCamp Norway. I was very happy. I'd been searching for for work for a while. Edie had told Mass DOT, Main DOT. Oopsie Daisy. I'm so used to saying Mass DOT because that's where I live. Uh, Main DOT officials said while they can't say exactly where the helmet came from, they're glad it washed ashore safely. S uh, safely, it's washed ashore safely. Um, ocean <laughs> oceans are home to an increasing amount of human-made plastics that endanger ocean life and ecosystems. While this is a fun story, it also shows ha just how globally connected our ecosystems really are and how important keeping our oceans clean really is, officials said. 
So if you're wondering what the fate of the hard hat is, according to a main spokesperson, they're not going to be asking Edie to return the hat, which was determined to be manufactured in August. This is this is incredible to me. They determined August. its manufacturing date, August of 2016. Oh, wow. Due it's to cool date, that they can figure that out. Yeah, there was a date stamped on the inside, which they could, like, see from these pictures. Um, and after such a long journey, it only seemed right that it stay there on international exchange. Uh, the department also has plans to send their new overseas friends some special goodies from the Pine Tree State. I think he's good on hats, though, a main DOT official wrote on Facebook. Isn't that so? I found that story and I thought it was just the cutest thing it I'd is. read. It's I really love it. cute. Um, but also, just like really, it's like one of those stories about like ship in a bottle things. And I think those are really fun because who doesn't love a story of finding things? And it's fun that he wrote on Twitter and that they shared it. And I'm sure it has to do with, you know, the way that currents work and. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I also think it's really cute that they're <laughs> they're sending him merch. That's really cute. I, I really love, like that. I love an international friendship forged through weird means. Oh, my God. I also really like that somebody was like, hey, fix your roads. Otherwise, hats fall all the way yeah, through to Norway. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> fix love, your roads. I love memes about, like what's it called public works stuff i want to see what else people wrote on on facebook hang on i'm going to the the main dot facebook the actual post that they made do you remember the memes about that guy who was measuring the width of the pothole but he was measuring a smaller pothole within a larger pothole yes i do remember that i just i love memes about like potholes or about like intersections or whatever he apparently like I just pulled up the the pictures and a week ago he has totally apparently cleaned off the hat like must have scrubbed it with a toothbrush and it looks brand new. Oh lovely. Um, nice and clean. Somebody said pretty hard uh, pretty hard hat to survive run it through a commercial dishwasher. <laughs> Um, lots of people saying that Norway is killing it at the Olympics, which they do because, you know, they ski a lot. (laughs) Somebody, you know, that, that gif of the, the monkey that's like the one that looks surprised or the, the shocked face monkey. I don't know how to describe it. The one with the red hair. Shocked monkey. You would know the... Hang on. I'm, like, Googling it so I can see. It's the side eye. It's... Oh. Hang on. Would help if I wrote monkey instead of money? (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a monkey puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DOT... Somebody commented the the DOT worker who remembers losing his hat, hard hat years ago, with that picture of that monkey puppet let's see there's not a lot of other fun comments on this 
Oh, here's one. Middle schoolers launched a boat from New Hampshire in 2020. It was found in Norway 462 days later. So there must be a current that runs between that part of the coast. If you have a year and want to get to Norway from Maine, just hop in a rowboat and hope for the best. Oh, my. Can you imagine? Hey, the Meg 3. <laughs> the Traveling mega j- just riding the currents. The Meg 3, the mega journey. <laughs> the, the, the mega long journey. Mega. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Somebody, wait, what? (laughs) Somebody said, time to send this old boy some whoopie pies and moxie. What does that mean? What is moxie? Like, moxie is in, like, good luck. I know that. I know a lot of dogs named moxie. I'm not, yeah, like, pep, courage. What about, like, is it a snack? I assume it's a snack. Moxie. Is it, like, Oh, it's a, a beverage. Maine? Oh. It's a soda in Maine. Ah, that makes sense. Wait, wait, wait. It's a so- soda that's popular in Maine. It's made in Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay. How come? I feel like I've... All right. I feel like I would have heard about it before then. Um, side note. Um, I saw this... <laughs> tiktok the other day and i've been thinking about it all the time and it's 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 somebody who's not from massachusetts and they're like yeah i just moved to worcester and somebody's <gasps> like and the person who lives in massachusetts is like it's pronounced worcester and then the person who's not from massachusetts goes ah okay so where are you from and the the person who's from massachusetts is like oh i'm from dorchester <laughs> and the person not from massachusetts is do you mean duster <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. It should be if Worcester Dister. is pronounced Worcester. Why isn't Dorchester pronounced Dister? Dister. That's horrifying. Um. Dister. <laughs> what did you send me the other? You sent me something the other day that literally made me almost pee my pants. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Was it you who sent me the the thing about um why what if we should be pronouncing vaccine like the way we pronounce fettuccine (laughs) like the way we pronounce fettuccine vaccine have you gotten the vaccine you haven't gotten the vaccine oh you should get your vaccine i've been vaccinated i've been vaccinated it's it sounds like a venereal disease honestly (laughs) when you say it like that I've been... You have a vagini? <laughs> it sounds like somebody's mispronouncing the word vagine. Vagine. Yes. yes. Vagini. But somebody who actually speaks Italian... I don't know if you went through the comments on that. Somebody who speaks Italian was like... Um, it should actually be vaccino. Like the plural... Like, like vaccines. Because the plural... Like they were talking about like Italian grammar or something. Yeah. Vaccino um, sounds... Like Worse. a like a, I mean, it sounds like an insult, like not a slur, but like a mean thing to say to somebody. Not like a slur, you, but just you're like a an insult. Yeah, it does. Vecino. Oh, um, that man! He's such a vecino. You should leave him. 
Um, it does. It sounds like an insult. Um. Oh my god. Whoa. <gasps> did you see the? Did I send this to you? I can't remember who I sent this to, but the video about somebody was saying like I. It was a video about Tony Hawk doing NFTs, which is horrifying. And but the we don't have to talk about that. But the comments on this video, somebody commented, I just fell to my knees in a Tesco and. OK, so this TikTok was about Tony Hawk doing NFT. It was basically like Tony Hawk is selling NFTs. I'm sorry you had to find out this way, mm-hmm. but. The com- the top comment was, I just fell to my knees in a Tesco. And then every other comment underneath that was like, I just saw somebody fall to their knees in a Tesco. Why are people <laughs> falling to their knees in Tesco? Like, this comment section was the wildest comment section I've ever seen. And... This feels like, me- uh, this is true, I was the blackboard or whatever. Oh my god, it was... I'll just have to send it to you because people are like, people are doing anything to escape reality at this point. And you know what? Good for them. <laughs> um, I applaud that. Yeah. Shall we middle bit? I think. Shall it, we, we acknowledge can. reality real briefly? I think we can acknowledge reality briefly. And I think it's important to acknowledge reality briefly. I think it's first important to acknowledge our um, sponsor, which is. Um, forever and always water. I'm drinking my water today out of a travel mug because my water bottles are dirty and I am lazy. Um, wait, before we do that, wait, just real quick, go look at the comment section of the TikTok I just sent you okay. about that because it will put a smile on your face because it's, it's crazy. It's every single comment is playing along. Every single one. And I don't know whether or not I hate it or I like it. And if you want to find it and you, I'm, if you just search, I'm sure, oh, it's by, the TikTok is by Miss Bay Fong, M-I-S-S-B-E-I-F-O-N-G on TikTok. Um, so you can find it if I... you want to. Nothing is funnier you to go- me than an entire comment section committing to a bit. My favorite is, do you remember the um, the pad straps? Oh, my God. Yes. Love it when people commit to the bit. <laughs> um, anyway, reality. Um, reality. So uh, there's some, some men who are in charge of places doing bad shit. <laughs> So Russia and Ukraine is is happening. Yeah. And um let's just before we before we talk about it, um I'm going to take a deep breath and you should too. Every bit, let's all breathe. I mean, hopefully you've been breathing for the whole episode, but Yeah, hopefully you've been doing that, but just like I think for me doing just remembering like actively being anytime just like actively remembering to to breathe um is been like important (sighs) because it is stressful it it may seem 
I know some people are like, it's far away. It's, you know, here's like, here's the thing. If you are an American living in America, this isn't going to affect your day to day life. However, there are real people who are actually being impacted and like making jokes about World War Three isn't helping them. What you can do to help them is um, there are uh, links that you can be spreading to help uh, people of Ukraine, um, people in Ukraine uh, emigrate to other places. I believe Poland is accepting refugees right now, um, along with some other border countries. Um, yeah. And there are links that can be shared to help with that. Um, there's also funds that you can donate to. I know you need to be careful because there were some GoFundMes for people in Ukraine that were like linked to like not people in Ukraine who needed help. Yeah, just my thing is um, be really, really careful and really look into any organizations that you are considering donating. And my personal thing is like I just I just be be very careful because yeah. I I don't want to tell you where I don't want to tell people where to put their money, but I don't think putting more crowdfunding for more guns and more weapons is not going to solve anything and I think there's better places where people can send their money and I know this whole the re part of the reason why this particular situation is so hard and confusing is because it's like it's like it's not a passive war, but it's like the U.S. isn't active in it because we can't be, because Putin is like if you're if you send troops to the Ukraine, we'll like nuke you or whatever. He's yeah, basically that's what he's threatening. It feels it it or it feels that way. So it's yeah. like well, if we want to send help, the only way people feel like they can is through crowdfunding yes but and i, I just want to say... say um so i am not necessarily endorsing this but i feel like this is a more trustworthy link that i can share cnn is uh working with uh public good and raising money for 10 organizations that are directly helping ukraine at least according to cnn um whether or not you trust cnn is up to you i feel like it's probably more reliable than a gofundme um, yeah, I have a couple of places, too, specifically for um, Jewish Ukrainians who are pretty worried right now about, you know, just everything. Anti-Semitism is on the rise globally, um, and it's been a problem in Russia for literally ever. Yeah. Like, that's why my that's literally why my ancestors um, left Russia. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Well, so. If I can just, uh, the CNN link, the public good, action.publicgood.com slash, oh, that's a really long link. Um, but if you just Google public good Ukraine, you can find it. Um, but it's CNN. It's like sponsored or not sponsored. It's um, endorsed by CNN. Um, and the organizations that it's affiliated with are Airlink, which is about airlift emergency supplies, uh, care, Catholic relief services, Global Giving Foundation, International Medical Corps, the American Jewish Joint Distribution Community Committee that's Incorporated. That's one of the ones I was gonna. That's one of the ones um, I was gonna mention. Operation Blessing, Project Hope, UNICEF USA, and United Help Ukraine. 
um, are the ones that are working with CNN and public good. Yeah. Um, the other one that I will mention is World Union for Progressive Judaism, which can be found at wupj.org. They've set up a Ukraine crisis fund, um, which you can find at their website. Um, it's scary, and, you know, there will probably, at some point, because of this, be an increase in refugees, prob- just because of that's the way that violent conflict works. You know, it'll, yeah, I, I don't know very much about global war, mm-hmm. you know. I'm 22 years old. I'll be 23 soon. I'm, but I'm, you know, like, this isn't something we've had to, like, deal yeah. with in this way, you know, because technically what was happening in the Middle East wasn't technically war. It was, but, you know, it's tech. The thing, uh, no matter how much bullshit America pulls in the Middle East, there was not going to really be much um, blowback or impact on the average American life. Yeah. Um, whereas in this case, it's frightening to Americans because there is a threat that this international conflict will impact. Sorry, there's. I don't know if you know this, but there we're we're recording on Friday, um, mm-hmm. and it big snow, and so <laughs> big there snow, are true, lots yeah. and lots of plows going by my house. Yeah, um, well, it's also scary because, you know, the Cold War only ended like thirty years ago. It's scary, and and Russia is the second largest global nuclear superpower behind the united states and that's sort of hanging over all of this which is i don't know if you knew this oh this is scary yeah um Um, however people the best thing you can do is not to panic but to do what you can to help people in ukraine right now who are suffering yeah and also um i don't know if there's anything you can do right now to help people in russia who are being drafted by the government as part of the invasion forces and yeah big and scary yeah i mean (laughs) there's that and i know i read uh, an article about um protesters there are a lot of people in russia who are protesting this i mean this is truly a case of government versus people like, There's that I'm really sure famous are... quote that I'm like blanking on who said it, but it was the difference between me and my government is bigger than the difference between me and you. Yeah. Get I mean, off I'm of my sh- computer, you <laughs> tiny asshole. I mean, I'm sure there she are... She opened three apps. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm sure there are people in Russia. I'm sure there are a lot of people in Russia who believe that this is the right thing to be doing. And that this is a good thing. And then I am sure that there are an equal number of people who are against this. And who don't 
want this to happen because but they can't speak out about it yeah but because of what because of the way that the government is in russia there's no freedom of protest and there's no they they can't without fear of their lives they can't talk about it as the same way that they can do in the u.s and you know this is somewhat related but do you in 2014 when the scandal of the first scandal about the doping broke it was broken both from within russia and from a former russian athlete in the living in the united states who had left that it was broken by three people one of them is still in the U.S. That person is living under an assumed name and, like, witness protection. The other two people who broke the story have not been seen since 2014. Like, they're gone. So, yeah. you know, like, Russia's a scary place. Like, it's a scary place. And yeah. um, I just want to, um, because I said the quote, I just want to say it was um, Marianne Strap- Strappy, the graphic novelist who wrote uh Persepolis Persepolis um which I have read a long time ago you should mm. read it it's very interesting but the the quote is um the difference between you and your government is much bigger than the difference between you and me and the difference between me and my government is much different than the, the difference between me and you and our governments are very much the same um yeah <laughs> holy cow um yeah, that's a quote yeah. from 2005. Holy hell. Wow. Um, yeah. Talk she's about Iranian it. and French, so. Yep. That would do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, other things, um, water protection and it's like. Stop line three. Stop line three. The like. Land back. Land back. Um, oh, something I. I Kellogg's is this still article, doing bullshit, right? Um, technically the strike is over, but, um, yeah, I'm not going to be buying Kellogg's products. Yeah. So. Um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on, cause it's like a recent and important thing, um, is so Texas. Greg yeah. Fucking Abbott. Um, he has not, it, this has not been written into law. I just want to stress that a lot of people are very freaking out. Which is understandable because it's very scary. But oh, yeah. the Texas governor basically wrote a letter to the Department of Child Protective Services saying that under some Texas code, um, uh, they could, uh, uh, they they could, and he said that they should consider allowing children to be trans is child abuse it's um it's disgusting like i like you can he said to investigate and persecute parents of trans children for child abuse i felt sick that mandatory reporters who like teachers and doctors and stuff should report parents who of children who are trans now again this isn't a real law he's like using some bullshit code like sub code of a child abuse law to say this and it's probably not going to go into effect but it's very scary and it's really messed up that he's saying this 
Um, he is up for re-election in October. So if you are in Texas, uh, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you got your absentee ballot. Vote him out. Um, and if you are not in Texas and you want to help, there is the uh, TransTexas.org is the Transgender Education Network of Texas, and they are doing a fundraiser about this um, for to protect, uh, I believe it's to protect teachers from having to report. Um, and then there is the TransformationsProject.org, um, who it's about protecting trans kids from bad legislation. So good, good, both both good things. Um, I speaking of unions, um, mm-hmm. I have I heard about this, and I was like, this is before this is before I read our like my three rapid fire things that I wanted to yeah, read the, the middle, the middle bit, bit articles. So, um, so this is an amazing story that I cannot believe is not getting more coverage and it happened a month ago, but Mm. San Francisco's biggest landlord, Veritas Investments, wanted, has been wanting to leave tenants on the hook for rent debt and they, um, lost basically the renters um went on strike for five months they went on a rent strike and the Mm -hmm. strike ended and basically they um so i'm doing a bad job because i want to move through this quickly but here's Mm -hmm. a tweet great news veritas tenants associations reached an agreement with with san francisco's largest landlord to end five-month debt strike in exchange for full rent cancellation so just really great job organizing basically across the city um nice it's really really cool there's a couple of really good articles about it um this one is from where is this one from um the San Francisco, if you just look up like Veritas um, renters strike, you'll you'll get it. But basically, they're a three billion dollar company and in San Francisco, which has the highest rents in the country. And yeah, they in 2020 during covid, they took out like three over three million dollars in PPP loans um which are for like small businesses and they're like personal private loans i think um and they were basically going to be kicking people out of their homes even though rent it was canceled like a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff and basically all of these renters went on strike and they won which is really cool i highly recommend looking into the story um so yeah and um, would you like to hear some middle bit stuff? Yes. Sorry. I'm wrestling cat with a was... tiny demon who lives in my house. Your cat's terrorizing you. Yeah. She wants to play and I am not playing with her because I'm recording a podcast. And so she's running back and forth in front of my computer and attacking my fa- hands. She's being a little monster. Okay. So, um... And an article about Mass DOT, the Massachusetts Department of Transportation, busy retrieving traffic cones tossed into rivers. This article was from the Associated Press. Fuck. One sec. 
Miss Ella's being kicked out of the room. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Mass DOT is busy retrieving traffic cones tossed into river into the river. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from the Associated Press from January nineteenth. Um, <laughs> the article's really short. I just want to read the last line of it. Mass mm-hmm. DOT officials said it is unclear why people have tossed traffic cones off the bridge, <laughs> which I just think that line is really funny. Here's the next article. Danish police seek information on apparent escaped kangaroo. Incredible. (laughs) Um, This is apparently the second time a kangaroo has been spotted in Denmark. Hmm. Kangaroos, I don't know if you knew this, they're not native to Denmark. I assumed. Yeah, they're, um, yep, they, they don't normally typically live there. Um, and then our last one, which is just the cutest, Snowbird Kitty, a lost cat, heads home to Maine from Florida, which we can dive in a little bit more to. So a Maine family that had long ago gave up hope on their lost family cat is being reunited more than six years later and a hundred and one thousand 500 miles from home so they this family lost their family they lost their family cat ashes six years ago during a 10th birthday celebration and they had been looking for her for a really long time and they eventually just figured that she had become prey to Mm -hmm. a predator and then they a veterinarian's office determined the kitty's identity thanks to a microchip. Nice. And how she got to how she got to Florida Chips, still remains a chip, mystery. Vaccinate, spay and neuter your pets. Oh boy, yes. Um so and then apparently the, the, the family has a they have a family friend in Florida who said, I've interrogated Ashes quite strictly, but she's not talking. <laughs> Um, Ashes will be reunited to Maine on Wednesday. This was a couple weeks ago, accompanied by one of Janet Williams' friends. Um, Nice. Chili said she is planned to be on hand to collect her pet in the at the Portland International Jetport. And if you go to this article, you can see a couple pictures of Ashes. He's a very cute gray tabby who's a little bit chunky. And very sweet looking, who is now being reunited with their family. What a cute little kitty. Nice. And those are my, that's my articles. That's what I got for you. Are you ready to hear some good news about a seal? Oh my gosh, am I ever. Uh, This article comes to us from Newsweek. um, Under tech and science. Fun sec. (sighs) Uh, this article tight. is by Atif Suleiman. It came out on February 15th. Um, are you ready for this headline? Hang on, I'm going to lean back. Mm-hmm. 
I'm already sitting, so I can't sit down <laughs> or stand up or. Mm-hmm. Seal helps man who fell into ocean complete five hour swim to safety. Oh, my God. Um, so in January, a uh, sea urchin diver, Scott Thompson, was on his boat in the Santa Barbara Channel um, between Santa Cruz Island and the California coast. This was after dark. This was January. Um, he failed to take safety precautions as he relieved himself off the side of the boat and fell overboard when a wave hit his boat. Oh, boy. He- um, he was only wearing shorts and a t-shirt, um, and his boat, where all of his gear was, sailed away without him. It was, like, just him on the boat, and it was, like, I guess it was a sailboat, because it said sailed. And it just, oh. there was a gust of wind, and it was gone. Um, he fell into uh, the Santa Barbara Channel, which is uh, home to great white sharks, bull sharks, and tiger sharks. Oh, the big three. Yeah, well, and it was the megalodon is not there, so <laughs> doesn't no really matter. No mags. Um, yeah, so he was peeing. He fell out of his boat in shorts and a t-shirt into waters that are home to lots of sharks. I appreciate the Cold. fact that this article didn't say shark-infested waters. They can infest waters. They live there. Um, this is true. Would have been cold though. So he started swimming towards his boat and then realized, he said, I started swimming as hard as I could towards the boat and it really Hang didn't on, I take have long. To in- <laughs> I have to interrupt your broadcast to show you a very, very important picture of my doggy. And I know the viewers at home cannot, viewers, listeners at home cannot see my doggy, but she is running through the snow. Nice. Baby. Look at her and her ears are all floppy. And my mom's She's also going. there too. My mom's there, too. She looks like she's having fun. But my dog is more important. Sorry, Mom. Yes. Um, so he said, I just started swimming as hard as I could towards the boat. And it really didn't take too long to realize that it was getting farther, not closer. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. That would be a horrible experience. <gasps> Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just imagining you're swimming and things are getting. You're like, is it getting closer? No, it's getting closer. Yeah, it's definitely getting closer. Ah, fuck. Yeah. Um, It's definitely uh, not getting closer. When he realized his boat wasn't getting closer, he decided to swim towards an an offshore oil rig called Platform Gale. Apparently the only only good reason that an offshore oil rig could exist is for lost sea urchin divers. That's about it. Also, okay... That's and such an, um, as set pieces for disaster movies. That too. That's such... Although we don't want them to get destroyed in disaster movies because then oil gets everywhere. I mean, it's a disaster movie. We're leaning into it. Okay, fair enough. But okay, wait, wait, wait. Can we just talk about how interesting a profession sea urchin diving yeah. is? Like, imagine you're at a party. Role play. Let's play in this space <laughs> for just a second. Like we do on every other thursday for dungeons and dragons we're at a oh, party yes. things are happening if you feel like editing in party music and like a beat <laughs> you know really ins, make the scene ins, i come ins, up ins. Ins, ins, ins. i come up to you and i'm like oh hey you know the, hey, I'm, not hey, I'm, um, I'm scott thompson 
you don't have to be Scott Thompson. You don't have to be Scott Thompson. I was just saying that you're one time I was rescued by a seal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Tell me more. I have to know. This is like the, this would be the greatest like line you could ever like being a sea urchin diver to begin with i feel like would be a really good way to pick up people at a bar <laughs> like what do you do for a job oh i'm a sea urchin diver excuse me oh yeah like sea urchins those like spiky balls that live on the bottom of yeah, the ocean I, I sail my boat out into a canal and then presumably normally i um i don't fall off it, it. <laughs> I anchor it and put on my scuba suit before getting off of the boat and into the water. <laughs> Normally, when I go to the bathroom off my boat, I don't fall in. Just so you know. Just so you know. Normally, when I piss off the side of my boat, I don't fall into the water and have to be rescued by a seal. Although, do you want to hear a really cool story? So, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to be too blue. But do you think his... I mean, it must have have had his dick out, right? I mean, once you get in the water, I feel like you could easily put it back in your your pants. Put it back in your shorts. The the first first priority, put my dick away. Second priority, swim towards my boat. Oh, shit, my boat's getting further away. Like, how... I mean, do you think he got... given Given that it's February and that the water... I mean, this was the end of January, end of January. So water, I know Santa Barbara water is probably still warmer than water in Massachusetts around this time, but it still can't be cold in winter. It still must have been cold enough for him to be confused for long enough about getting dunked in the water that his Mm -hmm. boat got far enough away for him to not be able to just hop back into it because that's how we got this story. You know? Mm. Also, we're assuming a lot of it. I mean, it's safe to assume that most men we come across in day-to-day life do have a penis, right? I mean, I here's my thing. I don't know if you could, without one, relieve yourself off oh, the right. side of the Oh, right. That's boat a good point. <laughs> without, like, getting real creative with your squats. That's a really good point. I hadn't... That's a good point. I did not consider the fact that he was relieving himself on the side of a boat this is a <laughs> can you put an extra explicit tag on the <laughs> on the on our tags for you know our episode can you mark it twice i don't think so sorry my cat is standing outside of her litter box just pawing at it interesting what are you doing are you looking for the poop i out of there earlier sorry she's She's looking for a seal to come rescue her okay um back back to uh scott thompson scott thompson um do you have a picture i'm interested to see what this man looks like i don't actually there's not a picture of him um there is a generic stock photo of a seal which is labeled generic stock photo of a seal (laughs) i wonder what the average sea urchin diver makes in a year like i don't know does he do this um is this his main profession i i mean it's not it's a santa Santa barbara profession it's not a main profession (laughs) sorry yeah he'd be a lobster diver if he was in maine and we already know Um, what happens to lobster divers they get swallowed by whales 
Oh, yeah. Remember um, that happened? Yeah. Anyway, so um, so he, Scott Thompson, presumably is not picking people up in bars because he was driven to swim towards this offshore, to, to swim and keep w- swimming towards this offshore oil rig. He said, quote, driven by thoughts of his wife, daughters, and son having to support themselves without him. Oh, so he's not picking up anybody in a bar because he's, well, unless he's a really bad. Presumably. Presumably he is not picking up anybody in a bar. Um, yeah, so he's swimming and he suddenly hears, uh, I wasn't thinking about sharks or anything like that until I hear this splash. <laughs> oh, that would it be. It is dark out. You are swimming through waters. Uh, you, you are swimming, uh, you're at you're least five hours swim away live. from the north, the, the nearest landmark. You know there sharks are sharks in, here. You know that sharks live in these waters. You hear a splash. <laughs> Oh boy! I mean, it's this medium-sized. Theor- it's this little medium-sized harbor seal. He said. Oh, I mean, theoretically, if you're swimming with like clean strokes and you're swimming calm, like a shark, and you're not bleeding, that's yeah. important. Well, and you're not bleeding. A the, shark the, wouldn't be attracted. Most of the time, if a shark is bites you, it thinks you're a seal. Yeah. Which is why you should never swim in waters where there's like a lot of seals, because yeah. that's shark hunting grounds. The thing is, sharks are not interested in people. We got too many bones and not enough blubber. That's true. To be tasty. We are not squishy enough for sharks. And our bones are too big. It's all, this is also true. Um, uh, he said, the seal would go underwater and he came up and nudged me like a dog comes up and nudges your leg. Did Aww. it know? Hey, this human's in trouble. Keep going, dude. Oh. So, um, uh, this article then specifies: do not approach seals. They are not dogs. Like it no, doesn't do say that. they're not dogs, but it's like, hey, stay. Uh, the International Fund for Animal Welfare recommends that people keep a distance of at least 150 feet from seals and other marine mammals for the hey, safety of all seals. parties. Okay, this is kind of off topic. But I feel like I have to mention it. Um, this is this is actually wildly off topic. But you mentioned petting seals. Mm-hmm. Um, just hey, it costs you absolutely zero dollars to not visit Hawaii and not pet the indigenous wildlife there. Don't do it. Sorry, I just saw a video about this, and um, just don't. Just don't. It's free to not do that. Like, there there are reasons that there are signs that are, like, in any place, but especially in Hawaii, there's a reason why there's signs that are like, hey, don't pet the wildlife. Hey, don't go over there. And it's, that is either, like, protected wildlife, or that is dangerous wildlife, or some other, there's, like, a good reason there's always like a good reason to not go traipsing around in wildlife. Yeah. And um you just like th- it boggles my mind that people are like, "Oh, you know what that that th- that that creature that weighs this video is specifically about a type of I think it's elephant seal that's mm. native to Hawaii." 
that creature that weighs upwards of 2,000 pounds, you know what I'm going to do? That is, by the way, illegal to go touch. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go touch it. Have you seen... Sorry, this is another tangent on the tangent. But did you know that... Um, I, I think it's Florida, but I could be wrong. There are some states where there's a law where you're not allowed to touch manatees. But if a manatee touches you, you're allowed to push it away from you. Because sometimes That's manatees a- will just swim straight into you because they're not very yeah. bright. Yeah, so you're, it's illegal to touch them unless they touch you first, in which case you're supposed to push them away from you. That makes sense. But it's like, first, yeah, like... And you but, can't touch it with more than one hand at a time or something like that. Yeah. But it's like this 2,000 plus pound animal that I am not allowed to touch. And there are, and it's not like you wouldn't know because on the beaches where these these animals these walruses live there are signs everywhere saying don't touch them people are like you know what i'm gonna do for my instagram i'm gonna touch it yeah and then touch wild animals and then these walruses get aggressive and charge and i don't know if you've ever seen a video of a walrus charging somebody they can be surprisingly fast yeah. And they will hurt you because guess what? They're 2,000 pounds. Yeah. Don't touch Don't wild do animals. It. However, if you're struggling in water, a seal might come rescue you. <laughs> However, um. if if one touches you, if if one touches you, then I guess it's okay. <laughs> um, don't seek out this the seals. Feels- if you need the seals, they will come to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so he, he was swimming along, and he heard a splash, and it was the seal. And according to him, whenever he stopped swimming and, like, paused to just tread water, the seal would start nudging his legs. Oh. Like, you got to keep going, my dude. Hey, bud, was he, sw- he was swimming to the oil rig or to the yeah. shore? The oil rig. He was too far got from it. shore. Yeah. He was closer to the rig than he was to shore. Makes sense. Um, Did he get his boat back? I don't know. Um, Thompson wrote a blog post about this, which I might have to read. Um, He wrote that he started speaking, quote, this is a quote. He wrote that he started speaking to the seal, singing Grateful Dead songs to it and telling it jokes, which really helped because it took my mind off the situation. Smart. That is so smart. Yeah. Um, This This is why in survival situations, like... I think I don't know if you've ever either watched the show alone or No. Well, I shook my head for for yes, for all you people who aren't Sophia out there. <laughs> for everybody who's not me. Um they but can like, see me. You guys can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the premise of alone is basically they take a bunch of people and they stick them in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and they have like a bunch of they have like 10 tools that they've selected and they're basically just like, "Hey, survive out here for as long as you can. Um, and all of the people who do the best are always the funniest ones mm-hmm. um, because they can entertain themselves, basically. Yeah. And I w- always thought this when I was watching The Martian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, part Mark of the Watney reason... Mark wouldn't have lasted if he didn't have such a great sense of humor. And I know it's fictional because it's fiction. It's what? 
it's fiction. It's not real. Dylan, did I you thought not it was know? an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's no Sorry, way. Did I did I t- send you the TikTok about the teacher who had the second grader who was like, I'm afraid to go to Asia because if you play red light, green light there, you <gasps> get shot if you lose. And then were, the, the teacher was like, what? And they're like, yeah, I saw this documentary about oh, Asia. No. No. <laughs> and this kid, this child oh, had watched no. Squid Game and just assumed it was a documentary. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of that TikTok. You, you broke me. You broke me. That broke me. I Teachers on TikTok, kids say the darndest things. Kids right now are the funniest people in the world. Did you see that TikTok that was about the second grade or first grade classroom who was doing Valentine's Day? And the question, this this teacher was like, I ask a question every morning. And the question she asked on Valentine's Day was, who do you love? And this second grade girl was like, I love X boy. And this boy was like, ew, gross. No, you have cooties. And she was like, that's not what you said on Friday. And he was and he was like, what? No, I didn't say. What are you talking about? And she was like, are you seriously doing this right now? And he was like, doing what? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm breaking up with you. And he was like, like he like froze or whatever. And she apparently like turned to this teacher and gave like a huge sarcastic eye roll and just looked at her and went, men (laughs) and then later came up to her like the teacher went up to check on her and was like are you okay and she said it's okay i have two other boyfriends who don't go to this school incredible like the children of this of the future are i don't know what they're gonna do but they're gonna be amazing oh my god hang on wait that reminded me of a bunch did you sorry i don't know if you can if you're going to keep this in, I don't know what you're going to do with this. You could post it as, like, an extra. Did you see the video of that fucking woman who tried to, to who tried to girl bossify Putin out of a war crime on Twitter? What? She was trying to slam poet. She wrote a poem to Putin that was like, if I was your mother, you wouldn't be committing war crimes right now. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um... Somebody who I follow, who everybody should follow, Rin, Rin Star on TikTok, mm. posted a reaction to it. Literally. Unhinged. Girl, girl boss, gaslight, gatekeep, Putin out of war crimes. Literally. It was her basically being like, if I was your mother, I wouldn't, you wouldn't. I, I can't even do it, but it was like the stars from our lights of our eyes would shine brightly on the future of the world and blah 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 and it was literally like essentially like if i had been your mom you wouldn't be committing war crimes i'm sorry your mom didn't love you like insane truly some unhinged behavior and i was like huh are you really trying to girl bossify this like what way to make this about you also huh it like horrifying also rin posted this video of cnn they were playing the air raid sirens and then they immediately went into an ad for applebee's 
And somebody commented on this and they were like, you have ads for your on your news? And she was like, oh, no. Am I finding out that this am I finding out now that other countries don't have ads on their news? Wait, is that true? Yes. Wild. Oh, yeah. When I was in Germany, they have have lived in America. There's there's like a news. There's like a there's the news block Mm -hmm. and the news block will be like hour and then there'll be like five minutes of advertising and then there'll be another hour of news. So like during the newscast there are no advertisements and then there'll be advertisements and then there'll be more news but like your news will never be interrupted by an ad break for anything and it's all publicly almost all of the news channels are publicly funded Mm -hmm. so like all of the ads are they have to be approved by the government basically so they can't be anything ridiculous. I just this, wanna, is people, this is unrelated. This is why you should watch. This is why you should watch PBS. Snowplows. Shout out to people who drive snowplows. Truly, you are so important, and it yeah. looks really difficult. Yeah, it does. But seriously, this is why. Like, this is why people should watch PBS mm. if they want to. Like, if you want to watch the news, this is why you should watch public broadcasting because it's funded by the government, and so they can't have tight. <laughs> So they can't run ads mm-hmm. in the same way that like CNN has to think about their advertising dollar or like or like ABC or CBS. They have to think about their advertising mm-hmm. dollar for when they're running their news like they have to do that. But anyway, yeah. this is um, we, back to let's move on back to back our to Scott friend. Thompson. How did um, we get there? Who's from to say? I know it had to do with the Martian. You were talking about girl bossifying Putin. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so Thompson was swimming, and whenever he paused, the seal would nudge him, and apparently the the seal accompanied him almost all the way to the oil rig, um, where he managed to haul himself up. Um, and I just want to read this quote from this article because the way it's phrased is funny to me. Um, before members of the crew, oh, he, he hauled himself onto it before members of the crew aboard the vessel helped him to warm up by letting him take a shower. Can you, hold on, hold up. Are we thinking the same thing? It sounds like the beginning of a porno. Okay, we are not thinking the same thing. I was thinking, like, they hauled this person up and they're like, yeah, you don't work here. You can't. <laughs> Sorry. I will say the, the phrase letting him take a shower is. Yeah. But just the the, the 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 crew aboard the vessel helped him warm up. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a little. Um, he took suggestive. a shower. He took a, a warm shower, presumably. Not a cold one, because that would be counterintuitive. Um, yep, and then he had to be taken to the hospital to be treated for hypothermia. Um, and his boat was found on Anacapa Yay! Island, five miles east of the of Santa Cruz Island. He got his boat back. Yeah. yeah. And the article ends with a picture of a seal, which is captioned, stock photo of a seal. Thompson <laughs> said that the harbor seal gave him a nudge whenever he started treading water instead of swimming. Do you think he, did he, it, I mean, it doesn't say in the article, but did he name the seal? I don't know. I, I'm, I'd be curious to find his blog post. 
Because it said he wrote have, a blog post about it. Would you have named the seal? Absolutely. What? At least you, I would have given it a nickname. I think in hindsight, it would have been, like, after it all had happened, I would have given the seal a nickname. Because I feel yeah. like as it was happening, I would have not been able to think clearly enough. But then again, I feel like I probably wouldn't have gotten knocked off the side of a boat pissing, you know? Yeah. Also, his boat doesn't have a bathroom. I assume it's like a little sailboat. Like a small, it has to be like very tiny. Yeah. Invest in a bigger boat. Maybe, no, you don't need to. Ooh, I found, I found an article from People Magazine that has a picture of him in the boat. It's not a sailboat. Oh, small boat. It is a small, it's like a little, a little like motorboat. With like a small in like it's not like a lake motorboat it is like there's like an inside and an outside but it is like it's small. definitely an ocean boat an ocean yeah. vessel but it's not a it's not an open it doesn't seem like an open ocean vessel like a like a well no it's in you know what i'm trying do you know what i'm trying to say yeah like a a, a a boat for who is i've had like eighteen thousand spam calls today um i don't know why and um i wish it would stop that's beside the point what am i trying to say uh words oh they so so i found the blog post um he uh he wasn't working he took his boat out because he wanted to go surfing Huh. But he, normally he's a sea urchin diver. Yeah. Fun stuff. Oh, it's a it's a newish boat. It, it, no, it's a brand new boat. It's it's his Miss Grace, my 2022 Anderson boat. A, so literally, like brand spanking like new. Brand Does the, new boat. What What's the boat's name? Uh, it is called the Miss Grace. Oh, you just said that. <laughs> Wow. Would you ever own yeah, a boat? He couldn't he couldn't find good waves. Um, so he just decided he like went all the way out and then he <laughs> I'm gonna read a quote from his blog post. Finally I was like, this is lame, and decided to turn around and head home. About halfway back between the oil platform Gina and oil platform Gale, I throttled back and called a friend. After he offered to meet me at the harbor and help me with my boat, I hung up and decided to take a piss before I throttled back up. So it was like chugging along, not full throttle. <laughs> so I was taught the- by the best urchin divers in the business about safety, but for whatever reason, I was careless. <laughs> so he left his boat running. Yeah. While he... Went to the bathroom. Yeah. Smooth move, X-Lax. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad it it all ended safely yeah. and and well. I said to myself, whoa, here I go into the drink. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so funny. Um, it's on Peter McGuire's blog, Sour Milk. The uh, blog post by Scott Thompson is called Row Jimmy. I like the way he writes. It's very fun. <laughs> Whoa, here I go into the drink. That's when I realized, hey, dude, you're in trouble. <laughs> my first reaction was, I'm going to catch my boat. 
So I started swimming. Oh, no. <laughs> now I stopped and was like, don't wear yourself out, Scott. You're not going to catch your boat. <laughs> Once I realized the gra- gravity of my situation, panic set in. I was probably seven or eight miles from shore and in a T-shirt and a pair of shorts. I was treading water and I was all and I was I was all like thinking. Sorry. And all I was thinking was, great, I'm going to die. <laughs> I looked up at the sky and I was so pissed. <laughs> I like this guy. Um, oh my god. Fuck, is this really how it's going to end? Really? This is it? <laughs> oh god. I the thing is, here's the thing. And I said, don't panic. Here's the Save thing. Save your energy. Which is very important. Nobody, if he had died, mm-hmm. nobody would have known that it, it was, was piss doing related. something so stupid. <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, also, this, again, speaking of tangents, my Mm -hmm. brain, we haven't talked in so, like, we haven't, we've talked, but we haven't recorded a podcast in so long. I have so many things I want to say to you. Um, Oh, sorry. The reason why this article is called Row Jimmy is because the song that he was singing was the Grateful Dead song, Row Jimmy, to the seal. That makes, that makes sense. He should have named the seal Jimmy. I've decided that the seal's name is Jimmy if he hadn't given it a name. Good. I'm like skimming to see if he um gave the seal a name. No. He called him Buddy and Dude and Pal. Nice. Nice. I like Buddy. This guy I guess it's like the Californianness, but he kind of sounds like my dad in the way that he like <laughs> addresses the seal. <laughs> yeah. I get that vibe. Um oh my god. Wait. Quick another quick tangent. So I went to go see Death on the Nile. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Um, so I had many a thought. I really enjoy Kenneth Branagh as Poirot. I think his Poirot is very quirky and funky and weird. And I, <laughs> I really like him as Poirot. And he could make a thousand more of those movies. And I would enjoy every single one of them. I had two big things with this one. Mm-hmm. Number one being, and I know it was made, it was made pre, the the movie was made Mm pre-pandemic. So it was made before Army Hammer had his whole thing. But Army Hammer's in it. And oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) But he's supposed to be playing like a suave, attractive, I don't know if you care, but spoiler alert ahead for Death on the Nile. An Agatha Christie book written um, f- over a hundred years ago. Oh, almost a hundred years. A long fucking time ago. Like, yeah. pull, pull your head out of your ass. Like, if you care about spoilers. Like, you know my rule. You know? Whatever. But his character that he's playing is is ends up being one of the murderers. Um, and ends up dying at the end of the movie. But, like, there are several points in this movie where he's, like being supposed to be being very like sexy he's dancing very basically like he's having like sex on a dance floor it's weird Mm -hmm. and then that's weird because the whole time i'm sitting next i watch it with my mom in the theater we're sitting there and we're like ew he's so gross he's icky i can't watch like this is nasty ew second thing at one point, 
this is my sorry mom and I sorry is- i've been skimming this article or not this article this blog post and i just want to throw out um so he he gets to the he gets to the oil rig they get him in the shower he refuses to come out of the shower because that's nice and warm the medic has to be like dude you have to come out of the shower he finally gets to land the coast guard the coast guard gives him a ride back to land an ambulance is there to take him to the hospital and he's like i'm good i ain't going to the hospital and his wife says i'm not picking him up he can walk home if he doesn't get in the ambulance he has to go to the hospital oh my god that's hilarious that's really funny um that's really funny um so there were lesbians in death on the nile nice no oh (laughs) it was the most um (laughs) my mom my mom like for for and for what that was my reaction in a sea urchin oh big sea urchin and nice man nice guy um he seems like my a fun reaction dude. my reaction to it, it for to the lesbians in death on the nile is there were lesbians in this and for what why like literally what? literally his whole point is like there's this character and her nurse and poirot is like you're you're not her nurse you're her lover I can't, for some reason, my French accent failed me right then. Um, And he's like, people do things for love. And it's like, cool, Poirot's not a homophobe. Which, by the way, if it was actually 1936, he absolutely would have been. I mean, like, he's not, like, he's French, right? He's Belgian. Okay. Like statistically, well, Here's statistically, the thing, though, probably like, wouldn't have cared. The the based on location and like decade, the moral panic slash uh, concept of homosexuality varies wildly. Yeah, like people are always I, like, "Oh, it was homophobic in the past." In some of the past, yeah, and in some of the present, but like. There's like, there were like, I'm trying to remember what year it was, but there was at one point, if I'm remembering correctly, which I might not be, there was exceptions made in the British naval code for journeys that exceeded a certain length of time where it was fine if you hooked up with the other sailors because like, like you've been at sea this long, you got needs basically. Ah, the British. No, but basically, basically, this, and of course it wasn't in the original book, but that doesn't matter. But, like, (laughs) these characters, they were, like, and their lovers. And you put them in this story for, like, why? For what? Because gay? To prove a point? Like, who? Weird. Thanks for the, thanks, thanks for the representation? I huh like i was sitting there in the theater and my and i was just confused i was like why are these lesbians here like good f- for them 
And then we walked out. Me and my when mom I'm at was my like, parents' house and my sister and her fiance show up and I wasn't expecting them. <laughs> well, my mom walked out and my mom looked at me and she goes, it was weird that those lesbians were there, right? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that exactly, but we were talking about it in the car and we were both like, we were like, why were they? Why were they there? Like, what was the like? To what end? To like. Other than to score points with the gay audience. Yeah. What was the point of having them there? There there wasn't one. And I just found it really fu- Like, to me, I found it really funny. Like, we could have not had any of that. And I would have rather taken 10 more minutes of Kenneth Branagh's Poirot being a fucking weirdo. Like, he's so... Like, I know he's not supposed to be funny. Like, it's not... Like, it's... It's it's funny. Mm. And I think it's supposed to be written as humorous. But the way it's delivered so, like, deadpan cold every single time, something about it is just absolutely killer funny to me. Mm. There's this scene at the very beginning where... It, he's getting brought like petit four desserts at a nightclub mm. and he's get brought he he's he gets brought seven and he's like no i cannot have an odd number one must be taken away and then the guy goes for one he goes no not the lemon square he's like no it's not the lemon so- squares <laughs> he says he says no you can't take that one he's just so like <laughs> weird and funky he's like a funky little man and i really like it mm-hmm. and it's uh there's just something about it that's i could just that part of it is just very entertaining to me anyway all of this is I coming love a out funky because- little man in fiction you have heard the good news about where did we even start oh the mega two the Meg 2, um, um, you've, you've heard the good news about a hard hat making a very long journey from Maine to Norway. And you've heard the good news about a man making a very long journey with the help of a seal. Oh, you um, also heard the good news about a cat going home also to Maine from Florida. Um, you heard about, you didn't really hear about people throwing cones into the Charles River, but that is happening and they don't know why. Um there's a kangaroo on the loose in Denmark. Hopefully not anymore. Um, yeah, one would hope. You So you you heard the good news. You also heard what you can do about not so good news. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Dylan. <laughs> and I have been Sophia. Good night and good news. And I will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Bye.